God gave me a soul that burned for freedom and a heart nerved with determination to suffer even unto death in pursuit of liberty. In this excerpt from a letter written by Harriet Jacobs to her friend, the abolitionist Amy Post, Jacobs expresses her determination to continue her quest for freedom. Dated October 9, 1853, less than two years after Jacobs was freed, the letter was written in response to Post's suggestion that Jacobs tell the story of her abuse and exploitation as an enslaved black woman. Eight years later, in 1861, the same year that marked the beginning of the Civil War, Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl Written by Herself was published in Boston. According to the chronology of Jacob's life compiled by her biographer, Jean Fagan Yellen, the events described in incidents narrated by Linda Brent mirror key incidents of Jacob's life. Early Years Harriet Ann Jacobs was born at Edenton, North Carolina, in 1813, to Delilah, the daughter of Molly Hornablow, and Martha, the slave of Margaret Hornablow, and to Daniel Jacobs, a carpenter, the slave of Dr. Andrew Knox. When she was only six years old, Jacobs' mother died, and Jacobs was taken into the household of her mistress, Margaret Hornablow, who taught her to read, spell, and sew. When she was twelve, Margaret Hornablow died and willed Harriet to her five-year-old niece, Mary Matilda Norcombe, Miss Emily. As a result, Harriet and her brother, John S. Jacobs, William, moved into the household of Dr. James Norcombe, Dr. Flint. Shortly after Jacobs' arrival to the Norcombe house, her father dies. Feeling sad and alone, Jacob's life is made even more unbearable by Norcombe's determination to make her his concubine. Desperate to escape Norcombe, Jacob's entered into a sexual relationship with Samuel Treadwell Sawyer, Mr. Sands, at age 15, with whom she had two children, Joseph and Louisa Matilda, Ben and Ellen. Undaunted, Norcombe continued to pursue Jacob's. When she repeatedly rejected his advances, he sent her to work on a plantation several miles from Edenton. Secure in the knowledge that her children are safe with her grandmother, Jacobs adjusts to plantation life. But when she learns that Norcombe plans to send her children to the plantation, she runs away, hiding out at the homes of friends both black and white. Thinking she has escaped, Norcombe sells Jacobs' children and brother to a slave trader, unaware that he is acting on behalf of Sawyer, who allows them to return to Jacob's grandmother's house. Determined to be near her children, Jacob spends seven years hiding in her grandmother's attic, where she passes the time sewing and reading the Bible. After the Escape Between 1838 and 1842, three events occurred that convinced Jacob's to escape. Sawyer took Louisa Matilda to Washington, D.C. to live with him and his new wife, Lavinia Payton, and then sends her to his cousins in Brooklyn, New York. Jacob's brother John ran away from Sawyer, his master. Aunt Betty, Aunt Nancy, died, plunging her grandmother into near-inconsolable grief at the loss of her daughter. Following her escape, Jacob spent several years as a fugitive slave, 
alternately living in Boston and New York and supporting her children by working as a seamstress. In 1849, Jacobs moved to Rochester, New York, where she helped her brother run an anti-slavery reading room, office, and bookstore in the same building that also housed the offices of Frederick Douglass's newspaper, The North Star. In Yellen's introduction to her 1987 edition of Incidents, she notes that the breadth of the references to literature and current events in Incidents suggests that during her 18 months in Rochester, Jacobs read her way through the abolitionists' library of books and papers, which included the latest and best works on slavery and other moral questions. During this time, Jacobs also began working with a group of anti-slavery feminists, which led to her meeting with the abolitionist Amy Post. Post became one of her closest friends and encouraged her to publish her